Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Before we start, we just want to take a second to tell you guys about Bud Light. It's summertime and that means it's time to get outside and enjoy the weather with some crisp, refreshing Bud Lights. Bud Light has the perfect summer lineup with Bud Light Lime and Bud Light Orange, both brewed with real citrus peels. New and just in time for summer is Bud Light Lemon Tea, brewed with real lemon peels and tea leaves. It's the ideal drink for summer, but it's only here for a limited time, so get it before it's gone. And to really get you in the summer spirit, Bud Light is giving everyone the chance to win the getaway of a lifetime. You can win two tickets aboard a VIP cruise to the Bahamas this summer, featuring a live performance by Jake Owen and, of course, plenty of Bud Light. For a chance to win, simply post your Bud Light summertime photos using the hashtags hashtag real enough to get away and hashtag Bud Light contest on Facebook and Instagram. See BudLight.com slash real enough to get away for more details. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome to another week. There are so many things to talk about. I I need to explain to you that the energy in this room is at like an all-time high, and I don't know why. There's no reason other than we are just so excited to talk about the amount of stories that we have today. You know how we have like some that we're hyped for? Yeah. Is this one of those weeks? Emma, <laughs> there was a Tana and Jake wedding. Obviously, this is one of those weeks. Okay, let's get into it. First things first, let's get it out of the way. We're going to start with Tana Mojo and Jake Paul's wedding. So for anybody that's confused, although if you're listening to this, you have a little bit of knowledge. They are this YouTube couple that is fully fake, fully for clout, but also probably sleeps together. And they, you know, he proposed her on stage at a nightclub. They planned this elaborate wedding at the Graffiti Mansion in Vegas. Tana had three different dresses. Jake wore a white Dior suit, a top hat, a black crossbody fanny pack, and a black umbrella to accessorize. It was the most bizarre thing anybody has ever seen and also literally the most entertaining. They live-streamed it, charged $50 to watch it. And let me tell you something in full honesty. I couldn't figure out how to watch it. Yeah. We tried. We tried. We were prepared. Like, <laughs> you know, in the Firefest documentary where Andy King's like, and I sat there fully prepared to suck his dick. I sat there <laughs> fully prepared to pay $50 to watch Jake and Tana's wedding. 
And it didn't even love me. It, it didn't even love me. So you know what? When MTV comes out with it, we'll watch it then. It would have been the worst, best $50 I've ever spent in my whole entire life. I was fine to do it. They had their after party at Sugar Factory, as one does. Because you know when you're a little girl and you dream about that white dress and walking down the aisle and then you're at Sugar Factory after? Of course. Literally, of course. As all... I cannot wait. After the wedding, apparently, uh, Tana took an Uber home with her friends and Jake went to a casino, which is, I mean, how else would you want to spend your wedding night? You know? They are the most confusing. <laughs> they're just going to have kids and like all of it's going to be for clout. And then at a certain point, it's like they're never going to get divorced. And then at a certain point, they're just going to be married with kids for their whole life. Well, just to clarify, in my opinion, there's a 0.1% chance that this was actually real. Like I cannot imagine a world where there was actual marriage taking place. You Is believe- there a marriage? Oh, you could be able to find that. Is there a marriage certificate? There's no way. It's, it's not, here's the thing. It's not about being real or not because we all know that like, as real as it possibly could be, it's also so fake. It's just so mind-blowing the, the lengths people are willing to go. I mean, this was an event. They had the entire YouTube community. They had so many influencers. It was like a, a it was like a clout fest. Clout fest. Clout fest. Is that a thing yet? Because that should be that the name should of be something. A thing. Like literally VidCon who? Cloud fest. Cloud fest. Also, Fuck, we have to st- we have to stop saying good ideas on here. I know. Also, um, Tana put a video on her YouTube entitled "I Love You, Jake Paul," and it was listen. I can watch anything, Tana. Like I don't care how stupid it is. I will watch it. It was just a black screen in her talking. I had to turn it off two minutes in because I was just so confused. Why couldn't she put her face on it? I'm not like conf- I'm like confused. Maybe she was reading. I don't know. This is all so confusing, and I just can't get enough. And. As we always say, I know it's so stupid. I'm not expecting anybody to watch it and gain anything from it. It's really just fun, right? I hate that I give in to you and do it. And you enjoy it. That's the other thing. It's not like you just give Isabel in to says, me. says, I searched the Vegas marriage certificate portal and there's nothing under their names. Yeah, it's bullshit, but that's fine. We all knew that. Thank you, Isabel, our little researcher on the side. I need to make a note for anybody that listens all the time. When we reference Isabel and we always say like, oh, she's in the uh, in the corner on the floor. And we got last week, we literally got so many emails, DMs being like, I love you guys. Like, please give Isabel a chair. <laughs> there are literally three extra chairs. She genuinely just prefers the floor. Do you think that I would ever have someone who works for me not allowed to sit on a chair? Let like, me tell you something. As somebody, me, who has a literal metal rod in my back, I would never allow somebody to put their back in any sort of danger by sitting on the floor. She just, she, she's actually sitting in a chair right now. Today, she happens to be sitting in a chair, but every single time on the floor, it's not because we don't want her to be in a chair. She genuinely just prefers it. So I just wanted to get so that out of the So if you have an issue with it still, take it up with us, well. Yes, exactly. Let's move on to something a little more somber, which by the way, Mazel Tov, Jake and Tana, we wish you a lifelong together. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> We're moving on to Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Fuck, I'm so upset that we're moving on to the sad story because I just wanted to pose one question. What? If they had a baby, Jake and Tana, what would its name be? Literally Clout. I was, that's like not the craziest name. Like, I feel like they do like Tauk and it would be like, or like Tlauk. Whatever. It would be Clout, whatever Clout backwards is. Yeah, I could see that. Again, pretty somber. It's Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner's dog. I'm sure you guys have heard about this, but they have their puppy was struck and killed by a car in New York earlier in the week. So apparently he was with the dog walker and broke free um, after being like spooked by a pedestrian and got run over by a car. I guess they can't, what I read is that they can't press charges because technically um, the An dog animal is, is, is property. property. It's very, it's very confusing. Um, laws because there are laws against animal abuse. So I don't know 
But yeah, they can't press charges. Um, and apparently they it took them a while to even go to the police because they were so like upset and they were like they're like in therapy for it. It was like really it's it's a really, really heartbreaking story. I mean, that puppy is like it, it, like imagine having a, an animal that's so important to you that like you fly it to France to literally wear a little tux at your wedding and then like you're married and you're together and then this like thing that was such a symbol of your relationship isn't there anymore. It's so heartbreaking. It is. And also I think that we always talk about this and obviously this is like a I don't know if it's the best example, but the guilt, even though it literally could not have been less of their fault, they did absolutely nothing wrong. But I think when this something happens, it always pops into your head like, oh, what if I was there? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's, 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 I like, I really, really, really feel for them. I'm so sad for them. So do I. So our hearts are with you guys. I'm sorry that you're going through that. Um, let's move on to JLo's 50th birthday. This was, talk about an event of the year. Oh my God, I would have done anything to be there. Anything. So she had her 50th birthday on Star Island in Miami. It was in Gloria and Emilio Estevan's home. And it was, it was sponsored by Pretty Little Thing and Quay Eyewear. So she wore this custom-made Versace gold dress. Let me tell you something. I know we talk about it always. Like, JLo's never looked better, never looked better, never looked better. If I can wear anything that even resembles that gold Versace dress when I am 30, let alone 50, I will be the happiest person in the entire world. I genuinely think it's, it's so much more than just her looks. I don't mean to be so like image centric at all, but I just, just t- I, you, you can't talk about her without mentioning her beauty. It's, it's breathtaking. It really takes your breath away, for me at least. I yeah. genuinely think she is such a stunning human being. <laughs> She's somebody who like walks into a room and everybody stops. Everybody stops. And even if she wasn't famous, like there are some people that's like, oh, they're so famous. They have the star power. It's like, I think that she could be a regular person and would walk into a room and her beauty and her power would just take your breath away no matter who she it was. It is. And it's not a makeup thing. It's not a glitz and glamour thing. No makeup, make anything. It's just her skin radiates like glowing beauty. But also like her whole attitude, her whole like aura. I, mean, I, I can't. I can't even say enough. I literally, she is just the pinnacle of star power. I completely agree. So A-Rod gifted her with a $140,000 red Porsche convertible. The license plate said J-Lo. And then he posted on Instagram a video, you know, with like, it was kind of like a, a montage with pictures and videos of them and their family. And he wrote, and he said, it was like a voiceover. He said, hi, baby girl. Just want to wish you a happy birthday. I cannot believe this baby girl. Since we've been together, you have made me feel like every day is my birthday. Thank you for your passion and your energy and your inspiration and your endless pursuit to be, to be the best at everything that you do. You're simply the best partner in life, the best daughter, the best mother, the best performer. We love you. Your fans love you. Your children love you. And I love you. Let's make this birthday a very special one. Take care. Mucho matcha. I, mean, I feel like I'm in a child's therapist's office and it's like, point on the doll where you feel it when he says baby girl. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I can't. I can't handle it. I really can't. Their relationship, truthfully, truthfully, I know we talk about Haley and Justin. I know we talk about other ones. Tr- really for me, I don't know if Kim and Kanye is more for you. For me, A-Rod and No, it's, is- it's honestly not. I mean, I don't know. It's It's got a similar... Um, it's got a similar vibe for me, and I like. Uh, I can't believe it took so long for this to happen, but thank God it did. But there's just something special about. There's them. A- they're still in like this. Also, keep in mind this like honeymoon, new loop, like not married yet, engaged phase. That like, if you remember Kim and Kanye were like really now they're married with four kids. They're like a born married couple. J Lo and A Rod are still like in it. No, they totally are. Also, um, just at her birthday, DJ Khaled and Ashanti performed. Ryan Seacrest was there. Everybody was there. And Ryan said, I think on his on his show, on his radio show, that A-Rod gave the sweetest and most romantic speech to J-Lo in front of everyone, which we always talk about, you know, in Hollywood, and not just in Hollywood, in life, like relationships where the man is so in awe of the woman. 
Like yeah. so in awe, cannot believe that is this situation. I can only imagine on her birthday that it was to an, a level that we can't even comprehend. Oh my God. I know. I know. I just wanted to, I just don't want to ever stop talking about it. Like Julie and I have been talking about it so much and there's nothing, listen, there's nothing groundbreaking to say. Nothing crazy happened. It's just like, it's such a monumental, she's 50 years old. That is unbelievable that this woman, she's on towards, you know, the stamina you have to have. Have you seen her dance? It's, I just can't. I can't. I'm in awe of her. Truly in awe of her. Also, um, it was a 10-layer black and gold cake that was covered in 24-carat edible gold and included the number 50 made out of Swarovski crystals. And then at her Miami show, she celebrated his 44th birthday. She stopped the show. She brought out a cake. She brought him and the kids on stage. She sang happy birthday to him. It had the number 13. It was it was real. I don't know. They're just really in it. And we are just really happy. And I, for everybody that messages us, like the second he posts, like, oh my God, we, we feel it. Totally. We feel it as much as you do. And she, I think his birthday was the 27th or the 28th. I'm not 100% which sure. Um, but she also surprised him when he was like announcing a game and came with the kids and brought him a cake while he was in the middle of announcing a game. It's just like, they just, I feel like they just always take that extra step for each other. They both really, of them do. They do. And also because it's rare that they're both totally in different fields, but they both have the same amount of like power. You know what I mean? Like she could w- tell Sports Center or whatever it is, like, yeah, I'm going to stop your broadcast to like wish him a happy birthday. And everyone's like, amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no. It's like you're not going to say no to either of them. No, no one is. And again, I always say it's so interesting because I actually saw this on Twitter today. It's so interesting who A-Rod has become because he was never like the lovable guy. Now he is like the most lovable guy in the entire world. And I was, I saw a tweet, which you won't get, but other people listen will get it. It's like. I never thought I'd be living in a world where A-Rod is just like this lovable guy and Derek Jeter who was like, they just like switch positions. Now everybody hates him. It's just like the most confusing like era that we live in. Mm -hmm. That A-Rod is just like the most nice, the nicest, most lovable, caring guy in the entire world. Yeah, I... (laughs) I do get that one. I don't listen. I'm not like so into sports, but I reckon. No, no, no but it's I like, knew it's the like Derek a, Jeter it's thing. It's like a thing. It's like they they like they had this like weird dynamic where Jeter was like the hero and A Rod was like the douchebag, and now it's just like that is so not the case. Yeah, and I really think 2019 is a weird year. You know, are you, yeah, I mean, Kim and Kanye are with Trump getting ASAP out of prison. Like, come on, it's it's Hannah and Jake are getting married for clout. Yeah, I, I can't even handle. Um, no, I completely agree with everything you said. It's, it's really special. And we, I don't know, I just am excited for their wedding. We have so much more to look forward to. This was just their birthday. Like, wait for their wedding. Wait for their first real anniversary. I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle their wedding. I, I physically don't think I'll be able to. We will. And we'll be here talking about it to all of you. Next story we want to talk about was Leonardo DiCaprio. As you know, he has a reputation in Hollywood as one, being a playboy, but two, being a bit of an ageist in the sense that the joke, this is like the meme, that once a, a woman gets past 22 or 23, he's like, Amazing, like, thank you so much for the time. On to the next one. Right? That's that meme Snapchat that's like the fake Snapchat. It's like, no, baby girl, please don't turn 25. You're so hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's 44 and his girlfriend, Camilla Marone, she's 22. And they've been together for a little bit over a year. And apparently things are very serious. So she posted a picture and of an old Hollywood couple. And in the picture, the man is, is visibly older than the woman. And the comments on her Instagram were just so hateful and so attacking about their age difference. So she took to her Instagram story and she said, and I quote, good morning, people, and happy Friday. I just read some of the comments on my Instagram and my God, people are so mean and full of anger with these people that they know nothing about. I guess I just hope on this Friday that people learn to live with a little less hatred and place their time and interest elsewhere because living without hatred feels pretty good. As a 22-year-old looking for a 44-year-old in Hollywood, I have to say, I really feel for her. (laughs) Like, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm not to say that age is just a number, but I kind of feel that way. Like if they're happy, why can't they just be happy? Yes, I, I do think that Leonardo clearly has a type and like it would suck if he was with her just for her age, but they're, who the fuck cares? Why does it matter to us? Just let them live. It doesn't affect any of us. And also if he wants to have kids, there is, and if he wants to have kids biologically, there is some sort of an actual biological clock. I'm not saying that she has to be 22, but it makes sense that he's not maybe dating a, a woman that's 44. Not that Correct. she can't get pregnant, but it is but a lot harder. Yeah, it's not the easiest thing in right. the entire world. That's just science, though. That's not discrimination. No, I don't know. I, I like, wasn't affected by this. I felt, I felt, I understand, I guess, the criticism, but I also just felt bad that she had to deal with it because— I of, think it's more—it's unfair to put on her because it's his history, not her history. She doesn't have a history of, like, specifically dating older men in Hollywood that are, like— discriminating. It's it's not her fault that they're dating. What, are you going to blame her for da- dating Leonardo DiCaprio? Like, exactly. I, I mean, you guys should be sending her shit in the mail, like flowers and congratulations. I dare any 22-year-old woman who is pursued by Leonardo DiCaprio to be like, you know, I'm not even going to give it a try. Like, 20 years, it's just, it's just, there's no world where that would happen. The I, I don't know. I just, do you agree with me? Obviously. Yeah. You hear that, Dennis Quaid? <laughs> 22-year-olds are fucking in. <laughs> Stamos, if if you're listening, don't even mention Stamos right now. I'm not. I'm not. His wife. How old is his wife? Twenty four. His wife's like no, a little older than that. I think she's like twenty seven. I should really get an update. <laughs> okay, moving on. Another, I guess, kind of relationship news. Ashley Benson, as you guys know, she's been dating Cara Delevingne, super serious, and she posted a photo on Instagram, and everyone noticed that she has a little CD, Cara's uh, initials, tattooed next to her boob. There's nothing more to that story than what I just said. I just wanted to alert anyone in case you didn't know. By the way, hot tattoo, hot couple. Hot tattoo, hot couple. One of my favorite couples right now, I have to say. Easily. We always say that. Always. Easily. Also, like, I am not into the getting tattooed of your significant other because who knows? I also just am not super into tattoos, but, like, I I get it. I I totally support people. But that, to me, it's like a little—it's more subtle. It's not like a Tyga Kylie thing on the arm. Oh, no, no. It's definitely more subtle. And it's also, first of all, like, I feel like a Katie's, like, that could turn into a heart easily. But also, it's like, what lasts longer? A a tattoo on your body or a picture of you carrying a sex bench into your house? It's like, both things are out there forever. It's like, exactly. You win some, you lose some. Let's move on to another hot older man in Hollywood. Not older, but not in in his 20s. Jake Gyllenhaal. You explain what happened, Jewel. So Jake Gyllenhaal is, has been giving uh, a few interviews, as we have noticed. I feel like he's come back on the scene, like back into our lives, back into our hearts. Oh. And he— <laughs> And other places. <laughs> and show me on the stall where you feel Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, anyway, so he was talking about Heath Ledger in an interview, and he, him and Heath Ledger were so close. They obviously were in Brokeback Mountain together, and Heath Ledger—I mean, and Jake Gyllenhaal is actually the godfather of Heath Ledger. I can't speak today. That's okay. You're doing great. Thank you, Emmy. <laughs> Heath Ledger's daughter with Michelle Williams, Jake is the godfather. And he was in an interview and he was saying like one of his favorite things about Heath Ledger was that he never was willing to joke about Brokeback Mountain. Like it was such an important movie to him. And because that movie came out, it was really like controversial when it came out. It wasn't the same time period. So there were, it, it opened it up to so many jokes. Um, and Heath would always say, like, he would always stop the jokes and say, like, no, this is about love. It's not like, that's it, man. And Jake was just saying it was like one of his favorite things about him. And then Jake went, also went on to say that um, he wants to be a father one day and he wants to have a family of his own. And I mean, it just like, yeah, we, both of those things. Just like, it's like, you just made a statement being like the best guy, just like standing up for Heath Ledger, standing up for what Heath Ledger believed in, saying that was one of your favorite things about him. And then you also want to have a family and become a dad. Literally, fuck me up. Fuck me up, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal, fuck me up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as we always say, like, 
if you're an older guy in Hollywood and you want to get a little hotter, just have a kid. Like there's nothing, there's nothing hotter. He, you know, Julie, you really put him back on my radar. And you know what? All credit to him himself. He put himself back out there. You know why? It was when he was talking about, uh, who was he talking about in the interview that I couldn't stop watching it? When he was talking about, um, fuck, Isabel, who was it? I don't when know. he was singing, he was singing and he was like, every song by blah, blah, blah is a hit. Sean Paul. Oh. And he's like clapping to the, oh my God, he was so hot in that interview. And I was like, he's back. And I have to say, I'm not normally into a gold chain, but holy fuck on Jake Gyllenhaal, he wears it well. I'm, I'm so into a gold chain. I, maybe I'm more into than I realize. I think you kind of are. Not like a huge one, but no, a little. just a really, I mean, I wear one also. Which yeah. Is, but wow. I mean, yeah, I, well, this is going to sound so weird and I don't mean to sound Don't weird. say, my dad wears a gold I, chain. I it's like, like enough. It's like, stop. Well, I'm just explaining that that's probably why I grew up thinking that that was normal. You know what I mean? My papa wears a gold exactly. chain, actually. Like, yeah. I grew up thinking that it was normal. Um, anyway, so yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's just being hotter than ever and saying really nice things. This is really interesting and, and I don't know, kind of confusing and people really want us to talk about it. So we're also really confused. I don't know if we're going to be able to tell the story clearly, but t- let's just get into I'm it. Just, I'm using the information that we had. So Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse, as you guys know, were dating. So rumors started circulating about last week, maybe two weeks ago, that they were broken up. They apparently had a fight and they were broken up. So they, or so we thought, shut down those breakup rumors by posting their WMAG cover. And it was them as vampires looking, and obviously like his arms around her, they were very much looked coupley in this picture. And her caption was, breaking, a reliable source has confirmed that none of you know shit. Cole also posted at the exact same time and wrote, unprecedented. Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt consume the flesh of reliable sources to fuel their bacchanalian sex cults. So we see that and we literally post it immediately and we're like, okay, that was them denying denying the the rumors. rumors. They're like, we are not only are we back together or never broke up, we are going to come back stronger than ever by posting the hottest WMAG cover ever and like basically saying fuck you guys in our caption. Okay. Except. Except. There are two parts of the actual interview when you read it, which goes into the like, don't judge a book by its cover media literacy thing, that one of the quotes is from the, from the um, interview, two months later, the two would part ways romantically, lending credence to my suspicions that the separate interviews might have been connected to the two of them being uncertain about their future together. Okay. The second part of it was a quote that said, I'd love to tell you we're going out drinking with a bunch of clowns every night, but that's not us, Sprouse said, describing time off as essential for actors. For Reinhardt, the brief window for recharging was critical, as the grueling schedule of television has run her a bit ragged. I won't lie, I'm exhausted by it, she told me. Luckily, I love the people I work with. I can't imagine how miserable I'd be if I hated them. Maybe I was reading between the lines and, who knows, maybe Reinhardt wanted me to, but I couldn't help but think she was talking about one person in particular. Wink, wink, all good. That was the author speaking. I don't know. I, I'm confused. What is? Do you have a gut feeling on this? My gut is that they broke up and got back together, and they're just—I don't know. I feel like when you're a Hollywood couple, a lot of the times what people will do is when they have these stories circulating, they'll just kind of either fuel into them and like mess around, but not be clear because it keeps it in the news circulation and it keeps people guessing. I—I I really don't know. I'm just genuinely confused by this. I don't. My guess, if I had to guess, they broke up. They told W Magazine, by the way, we're broken up. And then they got back together and posted it as if nothing happened. It's just weird. I have no idea. I also, I have to be honest, and like, I'm, I'm sorry to anyone that was expecting us to not, or me to not have this reaction. I don't know how you feel. I wasn't as heartbroken by, like, when this happened, when it came out that they were broken up, we got so many people sending it to us. Not the, not the, not this Instagram, but previously being like, oh my God, this is heartbreaking news. I don't know. I never 
felt that like an attachment. Like I was so happy for them, but I never felt that. I would feel much more upset by Dylan and Barbara. I was going to say that too. I don't know. I felt like, I always felt like um, Cole and, and Lily were this like teen couple that I never was into because I'd never watched Riverdale or I never felt this like stan attachment to them. And for me, and I don't know if it's fair to compare the two relationships, just like if if we are already, I just feel like Barbara and, and Dylan were more like, a, oh, look at this couple. Yeah, and I think that it's, I think that our opinions are completely not based in any actuality other than the fact that we don't watch Riverdale. I think that if you watch, you have a lot more of a stance in this, like you care a lot more. Yeah, I, I just don't feel emotionally attached. That's what it is, I don't feel emotionally attached. I also just feel like they're both, they seem really independent in the sense that like, I have full confidence in them that they will do whatever works best for them. Like I just wasn't so worried about They're it. They're also so young. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, also, I just want to make a note. We are going to talk about the Marcus High thing, just not right now. We're going to do it a little bit later, but don't worry. There's so much there and I, it's so disgusting and I cannot wait to really yeah, get into we're gonna it. We're going to get so into it. I, I promise, promise we're going to get into it. We're taking a quick break to tell you guys about Honey. Okay. So what is Honey? Let's talk about something that we can all agree on, which is saving money. So Honey is a free browser extension that scans the web for coupon codes and discounts while you shop online. So basically, it automatically applies the biggest savings to your card at checkout like magic. And the cool thing is that it works on over 20,000 sites. For example, Amazon, Nordstrom, J.Crew, Nike, etc. It takes zero effort to install. It's two clicks, and you start saving anytime you shop online. I tried this, obviously, and the story that I always tell, I was buying this, this pair of shoes, I ended up saving like I don't even know how much, 27 something dollars, but I was mind blown because I literally did nothing. Like I just went on Nordstrom's and my total completely subtracted. There's so many reviews and and things online. Um, One person wrote, I totally thought Honey was a scam, but I just got $300 worth of bathing suits for 180. And that's the thing. It's like, there are a lot of, I think misconceptions about Honey because people think that it sounds too good to be true. You know, like it's free, it saves you money. What's the catch? Here's the deal. It's pretty simple. So when you use a coupon provided by Honey, they earn a small commission from the merchant and they pass along some of the savings to their members. So it's a win-win for everybody. They're super transparent about how it works. Like it's literally, there's no reason not to. So look, there is no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. Don't take it from me. Take it from our listeners. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash CBC. That's joinhoney.com slash CBC. Honey, online savings simplified. Anne Hathaway, for anybody unaware, she announced that she's having baby number two. She posted a picture of her baby bump and wrote, it's not for a movie, number two. All kidding aside, for everyone going through infertility and conception hell, please know it was not a straight line to either of my pregnancies. Sending you extra love. So it's her, she's married to Adam Schulman and they have a three-year-old son, Jonathan. So it's gonna be her second kid. I have no idea about the gender, anything else, but mazel tov to Mazel tov, yeah, exciting. I also thought it was really um, commendable, not that you have to do this, but for her to acknowledge people that may be experiencing infertility. Like, by no means, when you announce your pregnancy, do you have to nod to those people? But I thought that it was really— Well, especially when you yourself have gone through it. I think that's what she was saying, because I think a lot of the time we see these Hollywood couples and it's just like, baby, 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 and everything just seems so easy for them. And so, like, we were talking about the Kardashian episode. It's like Kris Jenner, the most fertile motherfucker in the game. Like, she wants a baby, boom, there it is. She wants a boy, boom, there it is. And it's like— it, it just, when you're looking at it through a lens, it's like, it just seems so easy for everybody in Hollywood. It's just baby, baby, baby. And then, I, yeah, it was so commendable for her to be like, listen, we're pregnant, we're ecstatic, but please know that it wasn't as easy as just we wanted it and we got it. Yeah, she did not have to disclose that. I thought it was just cool. If her, would have been fine if she didn't, but I just thought it was cool. Tell us uh, about what happened with Chance. I can't. <laughs> I physically, I can't. Julie gets like hot. No, no, no. I, I think, like, you know how I'm always like, Chance is my top five, and you're like, I get it, but I can't believe he's your top five. I think I'm just like fully in love with him. Like, I think it's like another level. Yeah, no, I think he, it is too. 
comes out with an album called um, The Big Day. It's like he's been, people have been waiting this album. I honestly haven't listened to it all the way through because I'm like scared. I, like, I don't know. I think I have a problem. Um, <laughs> but the album cover is the backyard where he proposed to his wife. And it's him holding a CD. And it's like the, you can see the wedding ring on his hand. And he, the album is obviously about his wedding and his wife, the whole, the big day, whatever. He does a pop-up shop for the wedding that has like merch and all of the stuff and like fan, like, like it's like an experience with like, you know, neon signs, take pictures, Instagram, whatever. He has in a room, his wedding video playing, the tux he wore to his wedding, his wife's dress and his daughter's dress that they all wore at the wedding. Who does that? Who, d- t- tell me. No, literally no. Like he, maybe A-Rod. <laughs> Like, I don't even know. No, I know. That no. is the sweet. I can't because he's the best guy. I'm telling you, he's just the best. He's he is a. I fully he's agree with you. He's just a stand up guy. He's a stand up man. He really is, and he is so madly in love with this woman. He is so in love with her. It. it you're right, Julie. I, I get think it. that's what it is. It's like he is to me. He is so hot and so attractive, and like a lot of it is like his swag and everything. But then it's like he takes that, and he also has like the sweetest, most sensitive, loving side. It's like, what else could you even ask for? No, nothing. Right? No, I, I fully agree. I you know, I didn't, I always thought that he was like handsome, but it wasn't until you really showed me like how devoted of a, of a man he is in every aspect of his life that I was like, wow. And it's not that, okay, you know how there are some guys in Hollywood where you're like, I just want to fuck him. It's like, you wouldn't even want to if you had the chance, even though he would I obviously never. I would never break never. up that relationship. Like, this is, uh, please know, clearly we're operating in a hypothetical universe that would never happen. She would never have the chance to. But like in a world where you could, you never would. Because like, God forbid you ever come between them. It's the same thing. I would never come between Kim and Kanye. No. There are certain relationships where I'm like, I would fuck him no matter what. Yeah. Them? No, I wouldn't. I would never want to be that girl. I would never want to do it to them. I would never break up true love like that. No, I just love him. And like, I, I don't think it's common for... Uh, rapper, singer, actor, anybody to like be that publicly devoted to their to their spouse and their family where it's like, yeah, you see people post on Instagram. To have an album that you make the entire album about your wife and like you, the best day of your life is that you guys got married and the best day of your life was when she said yes to your proposal and then like create a whole experiential pop-up shop just about love. It was like a neon sign that was just like love and a bench that you could sit in and take pictures. It's like, I, I can't, I could talk about it for hours. No, he's really, and Honestly, good for him that his authentic love for his wife, he's able to monetize. And I don't mean that like in, in a gross way. Like he's he he's allowing other people in on it. And in the process of doing so, he happens to be making money. Like it's a fucking win-win for everyone because yeah. we're thrilled. You know what and I mean? And you know what? And you know that he's just going to use that money to buy his wife things. Exactly. And his daughter. Let's move on to Bella Thorne. So Bella recently came out as pansexual. She had come out in 2016 as bi. And as you guys know, she was dating Tana Mojo for a while. And recently she said, and I quote, I'm actually pansexual and I didn't know that. And I didn't know that. Somebody explained to me really thoroughly what that is. You like beings. You like what you like. It doesn't have to be a girl or a guy or a he or a she or a they or a this or a that. It's literally you like personality. You just like a being. I mean, su- super commendable, amazing of her. And also... I just, I didn't realize that this wasn't news. Like, I thought that that was always That's what a thing. I, I thought it was that, too. I, I always thought that was a thing. She's the most, I think out of, right now, I happen to think she's one of the most open um, celebrities in Hollywood. Don't yeah. you agree? I also think that um, the whole thing with pansexual and people, you know, understanding it has become such a thing where it's people like, oh, my God, like, I get to, like, name that. Like, I think people really always felt that way, but there wasn't something that they could point to, and they're like, I, I guess I'm bisexual, but I think it's, like, something different than that. And it's like, 
I think Bella is not alone in her realization of like understanding what this, the definition of it is and like being able to connect to it. I think Sam Smith had the same thing when he came out as non-binary and he was like, oh my God, I get it now. Like it clicks for me. Yeah, I don't have to choose. Yeah. I don't have to label myself. Yeah. And if I want to find a quote label, it like makes sense for me. Yeah. I had a friend that came out as pansexual and the, the, what you just described was exactly how she felt. So liberated, so liberated and able to just like be. Yeah. And like sing it from the rooftops and be like, this is what I am. I, I don't care who the person is. I just, I fall in love with love and that's what it is. Yeah. Good for you, Belly. I mean, you guys know I'm in her corner. She's so, like, she's so down to be sexual publicly. Like her new boyfriend is this Italian, I think, model. And he's um, very, very the type of guy you'd expect her to date in terms right. of like his appearance and the tattoos and the whole nine. And she like uploaded an Insta story of them in bed yesterday. And his hand is like fully in her shirt. Like she pulled a full Cardi, Cardi offset type situation. And she just doesn't care. And like, not that I would do that, but like I, I kind of really support her not caring. You know what I mean? No, I, I love it. And also he's, he seems really sweet. He tweeted something. I don't, I guess I think I follow her on Twitter and she retweeted it, but um, he tweeted something that was like a meme format type tweet. And it was like, it was like, you wake up, it's a picture of her. And it was like, you wake up, this is the woman you wake up next to. What do you do? Like, it was just like sweet. It was yeah. funny and like a very, a very sweet 2019 relationship. Although I have to say something interesting, and this could have zero correlation, is that she was previously dating Madsen, and he's, if you've ever seen him, he's tatted, like really tatted everywhere. And she has plenty of tattoos herself. She had one, she has I love you on her shoulder that was in his handwriting. She has plenty. But she starts dating this guy who is definitely more tatted, and all of a sudden she gets a full sleeve. Like her entire left arm is a full sleeve. I wonder if, not that he convinced her or anything like that, but if she realized that being around him, she was so attracted to tattoos and like yeah. wanted, I, I'm just curious, like that thought process, or maybe she's been thinking about it for a while. The tattoo mentality is such an interesting, uh, I, I'm, I know nothing about it and I want to know I'm everything. I'm getting Chance the Rapper tattooed next by Tit. Caradonia This is not news. I just wanted to mention it because for all you Bravo watchers, I want to know, I'm curious if anybody's on the same journey as I am with Bethany Frankel. So as you guys know, she's definitely not had the best luck in terms of relationships. She was married to Jason Hoppy, and it was a pretty nasty divorce. And um, her most recent relationship, Dennis, he overdosed and passed away. It's just she's had a lot of stuff happen. And she's now dating this guy, Paul Burnon. They are on vacation right now on the Amalfi Coast for his birthday. They've been posting the cutest things. He's from Boston, lives in Boston. He has two kids with his ex-wife. He's the owner of a um, film finance and production company. Apparently owns a lot of real estate. Very wealthy guy. Just seems like a from what the little that we know, it just seems like a nice stand-up, easy guy that really brings out a very soft, I don't know the word side for her, but just like a happiness in her that I haven't seen in a while. And I just want to say how happy I am for her. That's that's it. There's no news here. I'm just really happy for her. If, if you guys are watching her Insta stories as closely as I am, you will see that she's different. She has not been like this in a while. And I know you're not that close, but no, Isabel, I'm, are you I'm nodding? Do you agree with me? Obsessed. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. I, I swear. And she posted today like, just thanking him for saving her. She said, thank you for saving my life, like literally and figuratively because emotionally one, but two, she really had an allergic reaction a couple, I don't know when it was, a couple months ago. And he came in and, and rushed her to the hospital. She would have been dead if he wasn't there. So, it's really scary. Yeah. Okay, let's get into Marcus Hyde. I, we were yeah. going to do it in the Kardashian recap, but it's yeah. just, it's more than Kardashian. And it's, I want to educate people in case you're confused. It's really fucked up. So Marcus Hyde, for anybody that doesn't know who he is, he is a celebrity fashion photographer, and he came into our orbit because he was photographing um, 
Kate, uh, Kim and Ariana Grande a lot. So we would always see in their pictures in like the bottom right corner, Marcus had, we're like, who is this guy? Remember? Yeah, of course. And he took like, honestly, great pictures. And I don't know how, maybe six months ago, a couple months ago, he was in a really, really bad car accident. And they thought he was dead. Yeah, everyone thought he was, like, he was in really critical condition. And we um, we didn't see him again until Sunday service, remember? He went totally off the radar. And, you know, Kim, everybody was outwardly giving their sympathy for, to him and, and sending him well wishes. And we did not see him again until he was in a wheelchair at Sunday service for Coachella. That's all we knew about this guy. So, but you have to keep in mind, it's not just somebody who's like photographed Kim. It was like her photographer. Everything that was photographed, there was pictures of them together. They hung out a lot. Like it was her like photographer. He was right there. He did all of their stuff. He did a lot of her magazine covers. He did, he, everything. There's a million pictures of him, her and Kanye. Like, yeah. And not just them. I mean, Ariana and Kim were the most vocal about it, but there were a lot of celebrities. So Diet Prada, which if if anybody's not familiar with what Diet Prada is, they're basically this account that has a very cynical and also like very um, informative view on injustices in the fashion world is, is yes, the way that that's I want to put it. the way that I want to put it. So what they do is they very blatantly call out designers or celebrities, whoever, that are copying designs and not giving credit to the initial designer. That's their main thing, but they also cover stories like this. So this is what happened. There was a model, her name was Sunaya Nash, and she posted on Instagram her DM interaction between her and Marcus. So he asked her for nude photos. I'm going to explain to you what happened, right? He posted a story asking if anybody, for asking for models, right? Correct. And they're going back and forth, and she doesn't post the whole interaction. Then he says, nude? And she says, I don't have nude photos. I'm comfortable shooting lingerie and partial nudity. And he said, it's 2K then, because he told her that it was free. And she goes, LOL, but nude is free? And he said, yeah. And she goes, okay, I, I can shoot nude, but I don't want you to, se- to send you nude photos. And he, she said, he said, then don't. She goes, okay, do you still want to shoot then? And he goes, it's 2K. And then she goes, because I won't send you nudes of myself before shooting? And he goes, yeah, got to see if you're worth it. It goes on, and basically she's like, well, that's disgusting. Like, I think, I'll think i be fine. And he goes, okay, I'll go back to shooting celebrities then. She then posts the interaction on her story, tagging him and calling him out, and he replies and is like, suck a big fat dick. Okay? Right. Daya Prada then posts this. Daya Prada posts this interaction and is basically like, holy fuck, like, this fashion photographer that all of us collectively kind of idolize is a full-blown sexual predator. Like, this is disgusting. And initially, it was isolated to this one incident. We had no idea about anything else. Just based on this, we are like, well, that's pretty disgusting. Then, out of the woodwork, literally models, people that worked with him, everyone comes out as like, I fully back this girl up. Here's my story about Marcus Hyde. They t- I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't even read these all if we wanted to because there were so many. Everybody is posting their DM interactions, their stories. They're writing notes about it, basically saying, this man is disgusting. Not only does he pressure us to shoot nude, once we're nude, he asked me to touch myself. He, like, fingered me. Like, all of this stuff, all of these, people interact- all of these people's interactions and experience with him. And it, it just goes to show, and this is something that I think that everyone's dealt with, and especially looking at Harvey Weinstein and all of these other people who were accused, it's like, these are never isolated incidents. incidences. When one person comes out, that just fuels the fire for everybody. Like, whoa. I have my story too, or, or thank God somebody spoke out because now I feel comfortable sharing my story. So I think this is just another, I mean, a perfect example of like, 
if you have a story similarly, because other people are then coming out about other fashion photographers, if you have a story similar to this, there's a very high chance that somebody else has that story too. And a lot of these people were saying that, like, I didn't want to come out because I thought he was going to ruin my career and all of these things. And you know, there's so, you know, many sides to Hollywood and all of these stories where people were like, I, I couldn't come out because I didn't want my career to be ruined. And it's just like, there is a chance that if somebody has done this to you or you have this experience, they're doing it to somebody else. First of all, totally, a thousand million percent. There were The other thing about this was that, number one, after the allegations started to just flood, he immediately, sooner than a lot of other people in this instance I've seen, made his account private first, deleted his icon, and then just like deleted his account or deleted most of his posts and went fully private. So he went completely off the radar. And we were waiting for, you know, Kim and Ariana to speak on it, which they did. They both made stories. A lot of people spoke out and were like, I am so sorry that Shay Mitchell, I mean, a million people, like, I'm so sorry that this happened. This is disgusting. And I had no idea. Like, they were shocked. I think the other issue really here, what stems from this is when it comes to fashion photography and nudes that are so common in the industry and and so normal, you kind of have this um, like confusion, a lot of models, especially young models, like what can I be asked to do? What do I feel comfortable being asked to do? And what is expected of me? And what am I, should I not say no to? Because that's what a normal person does. And I think that's why, you know, again, a lot of people came forward with other fashion photographers and it's like, that's why these people are getting away with it is because people aren't sure. And, and the and the most important like lesson I think also to take away from this is like, trust your gut. Like if somebody's asking you to do something that you don't feel comfortable with, there's a reason you don't feel comfortable with that. Completely. And that's what a lot of these people are saying where they were like, you know, he, Marcus Hyde said, you know, um, for these pictures, you know, a lot of women, you know, to to look the certain part, they'll touch themselves. So you feel free to touch them, touch yourself for this photo shoot. And it's like, this girl was like, I, I, I did it. And as I'm doing it, I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't feel comfortable doing this. This doesn't feel right. And it's like, trust your gut. If it doesn't feel right, it's not right for a reason. You know what you're comfortable with. I know, but it's so hard. You know, like in the moment, I can, it, there's just so much. And there's so much of that power struggle. And especially when this man's, um, quote, power you think is then reflective of your career. Like, oh my God, he shoots Kim. Like if he shoots good a photo of me, what could that mean? It just, there's so much so that goes hard. into it. It's so like your career is in someone's hand and it's, it's, it's just, it's this continuous, like fucked up cycle that we just, that, that Hollywood keeps finding themselves we're in, where it's like, I am at, I'm the victim and I feel powerless because there's nothing I can do because that person has more power in society and more power in the industry than me. And it's just, we have to keep finding a way to to stop this power cycle. Mm-hmm. No, totally. And, and the way to do it is is like this, this yeah. girl very bravely did. She came out. The other thing is like, okay, fine. Let's say he wants to deny one. Every girl, every woman that came out had such similar stories. Like they were all a little bit different, but it was so similar. Like clearly this is a guy that this was his, this was his repertoire. This is MO. Every, yeah. Every, every girl that came in, he knew exactly what he was going to do. It was really gross. And like Julie said, other, um, other photographers also came under fire. So there's this guy, um, Timur Emek. He's a New York-based Turkish photographer and he shot Victoria's Secret, everyone. And this, this woman, um, Haley Bauman posted a story of, of his account and wrote, he took about three photos of me before pulling down my shirt. I nervously pull it back up. He then pulled the other strap down and click, 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 snapped a bunch of photos while I was exposed. Now thinking of an exit strategy, I started fidgeting. All of a sudden, he grabs my hand and puts it on his junk. He was fully erect, by the way. Look what you did, he said. What are you going to do about it? I pulled away, and he pulls his pants down all the way. He grabs my hand again to put it on his junk. I pull away, citing a boyfriend. He grabs me again. This goes on for what felt like years. My skin crawls hearing that. Like I, I just feel in that moment— 
imagine you're alone with this photographer who you were so excited to shoot with. You think that he, how could someone with this reputation have this? Like that's your thought process and you're alone and you're terrified. I can't, I feel so, I'm so proud of these women for finding the bravery and the courage inside of them somewhere to come out and speak on it because what they did by doing this is they dismantled the power of these men and they really empowered themselves and so many others. I don't know, do you have more to say on it? I just No, felt- I just, I, I'm glad that uh, this was exposed finally. I'm, I'm very relieved that Kim and Ariana Grande both spoke out against it. And I hope that, yeah, I hope that people continue speaking out. It's, re- it's really just like a heartbreaking situation. I want to read this one other because it was so, it was so yeah. gruesome. The, the initial girl, the initial woman that came out was then flooded with um, DMs from, you know, other victims. And of course she shared them all consensually. She blocked out the names when asked. And someone responded to her and said, Girl, I saw your post randomly on Instagram. Do not let anyone shoot, shoot with that guy. He pulled the same shit with me, and we and we and we ended up shooting. He continued to go out of his way to show me his videos of him fucking girls that he shot, and I told him I didn't want to see it. Then we're doing point of view shots, and his, this motherfucker sticks his finger in my vagina, and I freaked out. I told him I was done shooting, and I never received my photos because I didn't have sex with him. Thank you for posting it, you bad bitch. On and on and on of other other women with similar stories. Just disgusting. I am so glad that this man is being taken down, and. Also, remember, wait, this is really weird. When this happened and we were all shocked, remember I said to you, I was like, remember like a couple weeks ago, we were looking at our on our following page and you can see what people liked. And he was liking, I forget what it was, but really misogynistic political. Yes, yes. We saw these like very fucked up, um, I don't know what it was, if it was like memes or if it was like news articles that were just very misogynistic and clearly like not on the right side of history type of thing. And he was liking it and commenting and getting combative with people in the comment section. This was before this broke. And I remember Julie and I sending it to him being like, that's so weird. Like it was like Trump related stuff too, right? Yeah, but it wasn't, I'm not just saying. Not just Trump, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying it was like, that's how, we, that's how we first noticed it. I think because it was something Trump related. We're like, that's a little off. And then it was like all of this other stuff. It was bizarre. Yeah, it was bizarre. So I don't know. I obviously fully believe them. I'm so proud of these women, and I'm very happy that this is no longer going to continue for him. So shall we transition? Wait, is there anything else you want to say? No, I, I think I think we covered it. I mean, it's it's truly a horrifying story, and there's I'm sure there's more that will come out, and I'm sure there's more people that people will come out against, and I just commend everybody who's brave enough to do so. Any other celebrity news unrelated to that? No. Other than, Do you think? No, I just think, like, take a look at Britney Spears' Instagram if you haven't in a little while. She's been pretty active this week, and it's just really concerningly bizarre. I don't know. I'm just so—I have such a weird vibe on it. I can't believe we're just like, okay, we're ready to move on. Oh, let me just mention one of the craziest stories, and, like, I just can't. Like, I can't—I don't know what to do about Britney. It stresses me out. I've had, I've had stress dreams. I have had stress dreams where I've woken up in the middle of the night and not known what to do about Britney Spears. Yeah, clearly we can't do anything. It's just something's off. There's, you can't tell me that this is not off. There, you just can't. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Okay. Obviously, we are stopping because we are <laughs> so excited to tell you guys about our favorite company. You ready for this, Julie? It's the Third Love Rock. <laughs> it's Third Love. Okay. Here's the deal. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. We are obsessed with this brand. I I, I promise you. Like, you, you start because you actually wear bras way more than I do. It's just the most. It's just the most comfortable bra, truly. Even like 
off of this aside, I recommend this bra to every single person I talk to. I can't even tell you how many people have come up to me and said, so the third love bra, you actually, I'm like, it is the best bra I have ever owned. Yeah, literally. And and Julie really knows because she has worn a lot of different bras. I don't wear them. Me, maybe once a month. And when I do, it's only this one and it's epic. They have more sizes than other brands. The convenience is insane. I need to tell you about the Fit Finder quiz. The way that it works is that you answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 12 million women have taken this quiz. It's fun. Like, it takes literally less than a minute. You you select your breast shape, your breast size, all these different things that are so personal to you and so important. Also, there's a 100% fit guarantee. So every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it, and they'll wash it and donate it to a woman in need. I'm telling you, just trust us on this. Everybody who we know that has gotten one is obsessed with it. So Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash celebs now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash celebs for 15% off today. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Moving on to our award ceremony. This is a part of the episode where we crown the funniest comment and the best clapback of the week. I'm going to like call a spade a spade here. There weren't that many contenders, which is totally fine. I don't need to nominate just to nominate. We're just going to tell you the winners. But again, like step it up. And this has been a trend. The past uh, it's two been weeks, a trend. The past two weeks, things have been a little slow in the funny comment world, I would say. And in the clapbacks. And the clapbacks. I don't know. I don't know. So Nick Jonas Instagrammed a picture of Bieber wearing a Jonas Brothers shirt. It had a picture of all three of their faces. I think it's a Drew House shirt. That's yeah. a Jonas Brothers Drew. shirt, but yeah. And I just want to give him a little plug. <laughs> yeah, because Justin Bieber's clothing line really needs our support. And he com- and Nick makes the caption, he gets it. And John Stamos wrote, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on there, cowboy. As you know, the big joke for the past like six months was that John Stamos had every sort of pillow, blanket, clothing with the with Nick Jonas's face but on they it. would go back and forth like he would would John would wear something and then Nick would wear it and turn it into like whatever he was wearing it was it was this hilarious back and forth we probably should have done it as a slide but it's okay yeah but anyway that that was for anybody that didn't get the reference it, it was that was obviously the reference we thought that was funny and then Barbara Streisand posted a picture of herself and someone comments Cher is better than you older woman you are and Chrissy Brinkley claps back on Barbara's behalf and writes Cher would hate that you wrote that evolved kind souls do not go out of their way to try to hurt others. 
Talk about a classy clapback if I've ever seen one. Oh my God. I we loved this one. We really did. Also, like out of left field, like I said to Julie, I was like, this is a triple threat. Christy Brinkley clapping back on a photo of Barbara Streisand, where someone compared her to Cher. Like, are you kidding? It's like icon and icon and icon. Yeah, that's oh my God, you're right. It's just iconic all around. I didn't even check to see how many headlines also, this like, made. Don't fucking come for Babs. Are you kidding? Or and why are you? And compar- don't bring Cher into this. Exactly. Leave my girls out of this. Yeah. Leave my girls out of this. But thank you, Christy, for speaking up. We appreciated that. So congratulations, Christy and John Stamos. Also, didn't they used to date? Or did I just make that up? Christy and John Stamos? Yeah. I don't know. I, you may have made that up, but I also wouldn't be surprised. What a hot couple that would have been. Sex tapes I'd like to see. Yeah, seriously. Okay, guys, Kardashian recap. Obviously, we have waited our whole lives to talk about this. Uh, what do you want to start with? MJ. Okay, let's Happy do it. birthday, MJ. Happy birthday. She had her 85th birthday. They had a gorgeous, classy, beautiful birthday for her. All of the kids were there. There was the classic black and white photo booth, and I just— I don't want her to keep getting older because I love her so much, but she looks amazing and gorgeous and— Yes. You know how I feel about it. There's no one that goes harder for MJ than me. I think she's just the sweetest woman. And the fact that the grandkids are old enough to know their great-grandmother and the fact that her grandkids get to share her their kids with her is just, I can't. It's just the most special thing in the entire world to me. It's so special. I also want to talk about Kim. So Kim announced that she is— doing a prison reform documentary. So she visited a prison in Washington, D.C., and she met with Dr. Mark Howard. He's a professor at Georgetown University, and he teaches a course to young men and women inside prison. And the course, um, you know, it's on a schedule where it allows them to get credit from Georgetown. So on her visit, she heard several stories from the inmates and their experiences, and she decided, like, this needs to be turned into a documentary. So she's doing a documentary on oxygen about prison reform in hopes that viewers are able to learn about the justice system. Fucking just good for her. Just good for her. I was um, hanging out with someone this weekend who is, I'm going to use the word activist because that's what she is in the, you know, like criminal justice reform world. And I asked her, I was like, you know, I haven't really spoken to someone really in the world about Kim and like what you think about it. I was like, because me as an outsider, not that I don't have a passion for it, but I'd be lying if I said it, I'm, I'm an activist. I'm not actively every day working on it. I was like, what do you think? And she works with people who are formerly incarcerated um, daily, and also, like, she does work with inmates. Like, she's going to Rikers this week, which Rikers will be closing, thank God. But anyway, and I asked her, date for and I was closing? like, I want to say 2021, but I could be wrong. If anybody hasn't watched the Khalif Browder documentary, it's called Time. It was the most excellent documentary I've ever seen, and I highly recommend it, and you will see how fucked up our prison system is, but that's a whole besides the point. Anyway, I asked her, I was like, what do you think, and what do the people that you speak to think? And she was like, I'm not kidding. Kim Kardashian's biggest fans are the men and women that are incarcerated and the people that have previously been incarcerated because they're like, it's so easy as a, you know, white woman living in an upper upper middle class society that knows nothing from prison and has never had an, had an issue with the law to say like, oh, Kim Kardashian, get off her high horse. And she said, she literally quoted one of the guys. It was like, as a black man inside prison, I don't give a shit if it's Donald Trump, if it's Kim Kardashian, if whoever, if you're advocating for me, I support you. He's like, somebody has to do it. He's like, and Kim Kardashian is going to have more reach than so many other people. Like, yes, she's not technically a lawyer yet, but like, what she was just saying is everything that I thought was true, and she just echoed that for me, that it really is what's happening. They love her. They are so grateful for her. They do not, you know, look at her like she comes in in, in this as like a savior. She's, they're genuinely so appreciative, appreciative for her activism because they feel like she's bringing it into in front of the eyes of people that would never even be thinking about it. And the other thing about Kim that I have to say is just so commendable is it's not just the laws and the different things. It's like 
there's so much that goes into prison reform and so much that goes into our prison system, even for people, you know, it's not, a lot of people look at it, it's like, okay, this person should be getting out because they did X crime and it wasn't serious enough for the time they're given, or this person's innocent. But it's more than that. It's also like these people who did commit a crime who need help getting back on their feet. And it's just amazing. Like the educational aspect of prison, it's, I told you, I took a class in college. It, it literally changed my life. It changed my whole outlook on everything. And it was prisoners who are able to get education and get real credit and be able to go out into the world with that, the reviticism rates are significantly, significantly lower. And she's focusing on the right aspects of criminal justice reform. She's focusing on everything that she can do. She has put her hand in. And I think it's just even, even releasing a documentary. It's like, here's me now going and educating everybody, people who don't even have anything to do with the system at all, just so they're aware of what's going on. Exactly. And you know, the criticism that Kim, I was talking with this person about this this um, a lot also this weekend is that the criticism that Kim gets a lot from people who are activists, people that have devoted their life to criminal justice reform and are maybe feeling a little like pissed off that now Kim Kardashian comes in. Their criticism of her is, you can't be doing this on a case-by-case basis. Like great in theory, but it's really the system that needs to be changed. Nobody's saying that that's not the case. Clearly the system needs to be changed. And I think the quote that really sticks is that the system isn't broken. The system is working is exactly as it was intended to, to te- keep oppressed people oppressed. I don't want to get too deep into this. I know that that's not what this is about, but it's important to understand that. And so, yes, in theory, the whole system needs a revamp. Of course, I, I could not get a more, more behind that. But in the process of us getting there, which hopefully will be soon, but seems like it's going to be a, a you know more of a process, why not help those individuals on a case-by-case basis get out? You know what I mean? Like, you have to start somewhere. So, yeah, there are people that are working on changing the system on a macro scale, but on a micro level, this is equally as important. And I just think, I don't know, you know how hard we go for Kim. It's not just about like, oh, we love her. It's like genuinely she's doing good work. And if you do any research about criminal justice and how fucked up it is in our in our society, you will realize that she's really, like I said, on the right side of history. I also have to say, because I think it's important to like clarify this, if it was anybody else doing this at the at the magnitude she is in the way she's doing it, we would be speaking as passionately about that person no matter who it was. It's not just because it's Kim. It just happens to be Kim. Exactly. It just happens to be Kim. Exactly. <sighs> Nothing gets us more heated than, ta- than defending Kim in, in this light, truthfully. Yeah, and also like— <laughs> The whole—we are both so passionate about, like, the criminal justice system as well that it's, like, our two passions coming together. It's, like, how could we not? I just felt so validated when my friend said to me that, like, the people that she works with are genuinely so thrilled. Well, and the other thing about what Kim's doing on it, what you may see as a micro level, it's that every thing she does on that small scale has a bigger effect. It's, like, think about where we as people have come from the first time that we heard about her starting this and where it is now, it is affected on such a larger scale just by doing it on a small scale. It's just, yeah, I can't. I could talk about this literally until I'm blue in the face. Me too. And the last thing that I want to say on that is I dare you to look someone in the eye that have been in jail for you know 40 years for a nonviolent offense and say, like, this is too micro because that's a life. Like, every individual is a life. And to them, it's not micro. It is their life. So I just want to leave it at that. Let's move on to something that's a little bit more um, lighthearted, but also kind of intense, which is Kylie and Jordan. So, you know, we talk about this a lot, like what's happening with them? What's going on? Do you think they're going to be friends again? Kylie's the only one that still follows her. So this weekend, videos come out of Jordan at a club with James Harden, who, as you know, is Chloe's other ex, dancing with him. I want to really, like, make sure that we are not villainizing Jordan to a level that she should not be villainized. It's not like they were grinding. It's not like they were kissing. They were not making it. That was not what was going on. There wasn't a crazy amount of touching by any means. 
She was dancing, um, you know, flirtatiously, in very close proximity to James Harden. Okay, that's that's. I, I want to make make sure that nobody thinks that they were like making out. Don't you think that's a really important distinction? Yes, it is. I can't say what happened off camera, but in this clip, that's what was happening. Just so happened, the same time that these videos surfaced and, and all of the headlines are like, Jordan Woods seen partying with one of Khloe Kardashian's other ex, James Harden. Kylie unfollows her on Instagram. Are the two correlated? Yes. I can't say for sure. I really think so. I'll tell you what it is. I don't think that Kylie is necessarily upset about her being with James Harden. I think that it's like, okay, whatever. She happens to be out with James Harden. She happens to dance with him. I don't think it was a conscious decision. Like, oh, this is Chloe's and I'm being vindictive by dancing with him. I think Kylie is just done with the narrative and is like, the last piece of this is me removing myself and me unfollowing her. And I just don't want to hear about it again. I don't want every single time Jordan does something for it to be about the family. I just want to like... And obviously, it's still going to be like that. Chloe, Kylie can't control the way the news is reported. But I think this was just like, uh, we're holding on to this one piece here. Every news source is holding on to this one piece that I'm still following her. Following her. Let's just get it out of the way because I, I'm just done. I don't think she's... I don't think she's done with Jordan in the sense of like, I'm done. I never want to see her again. I hate her or whatever. I think she's just done with the whole narrative and just wants to focus on her life and her family and her child and and just forget about Jordan and everything that happened right now. I totally agree with you. I don't think, do you think though, I, I don't know. I, do you think there's any part of her that's like, and I'm, I'm literally just like talking about this as I think it in my head, where it's like, Jordan should have, quote, known better than to be photographed in a situation with James when she knew the headline was going to be? Or do you think that Kylie isn't thinking about it like that? No, I think Kylie's 100% thinking about it. But on the other hand, it's like, why should Jordan have to, everything, every decision Jordan makes have to be in regards to our family? Right, because that was my, that was exactly my thought And process. it's true. It's like, what, this girl can't go out and just happens, like, she can't control who she's out with. She can't control who's the crew that, like, she's not going to not hang out with a certain crew because Chloe's ex-boyfriend happens to be there. I just, I think they're both in a lose-lose situation no matter what they do. And there's always going to be this narrative here and I think Kylie's sick of it and I think Kylie wishes the best for Jordan but just doesn't want to be involved anymore I agree I just am curious like from Jordan's perspective because I totally agree with you it's like she cannot make every one of her life decisions and like literally to the point of what club she goes to how it's going to look in the in the eyes of Kardashian fans like that's ridiculous and I totally get it I guess I'm just I don't know and you can't say what you would do in this situation I would just be curious if that even crossed her mind like Maybe this isn't good. Or is there any potential, I'm playing full devil's advocate here, okay, where she consciously did that, knowing that it was going to be photographed because it would keep her in the news cycle. And just let me just hear me out. I'm not saying I agree with this. I'm just throwing out another theory. And it is no, it is literally an objective statement that Jordan's career has fully skyrocketed, in my opinion, post-Tristan. We all thought she was going to be, quote, canceled, which we hope she wasn't. She's now in Rick Ross's video. She has her line of, she's a million she's things in that are grown-ish. happening. Yeah, I, she was um, in Gronish. Do you think that there's any part of her team that wants her like, don't do anything bad, but yeah, stay in the headlines. It's good for business. Yes. I think that as a celebrity who's growing her own career, especially separate and apart from the family, I think that she, of course, wants to stay in the headlines as any logical person climbing to stardom does. But I I can say that it was maybe a conscious decision for her to be with James Harden there in the sense of, um, not in the sense of I want to stay in the headlines, in the sense of I will not allow this family to have this much power over me, which is fair. The, uh, we No one goes harder for the Kardashians than us, but they should not have power over any one individual. Totally. So, I mean, listen, if Jordan is not connected to the family anymore, she doesn't have, she doesn't owe them anything anymore. I mean, I, one could argue she still owes them a lot, but it's, it's you know, a, a matter of opinion. I think that she went out there and she was like, you know what? 
If they don't want me in their family, if I fucked up enough that they can't forgive me, if I can't do anything to move past this, then I will not allow them to continue to have power over me. I completely agree. I just, there's no world in my belief that is like, oh yeah, she's just like so upset the next day that she saw that there happened to be pictures. Like James Harden is a very recognizable guy. Like that beard doesn't just grow on everyone. He is sitting right behind you and you are flirtatiously (laughs) dancing. And you know, what it's true. You know that there are pictures everywhere. Like you, Jordan, more than anyone knows that. Like, I don't know. To me, it seems a little It conscious. wasn't an accident. It wasn't, it wasn't an accident. It wasn't, I'll tell you. I don't mean it wasn't an accident that I ended up in the same place. It just wasn't an accident that that uh, situation transpired. Right. But I, I said it. I'll say it a million times. I wish nothing but the best for Jordan. And if... If she is staying relevant in the headlines and it's helping her career, then and she's not causing anybody harm, then do whatever the fuck you want. I I kind of totally agree. I just like it. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm like so done with with her being vilified. I have my own personal thoughts on her, but it's like let this girl live. It's just like who cares anymore? Who cares it's like anymore? The, the family doesn't care. Why do we still? Why are we? If the Kardashians have moved on and they're not out here saying like spewing hate against her, which thank God they're not because there's no reason for them to be. Then why are other people? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Also, um, just to note, I kind of am feeling something with Travis and Kylie. I yeah. don't know what it is. What do you think? I think you know, something's happening. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. Travis is off tour, right? That anytime a couple is on, uh, one of them is on tour, it's, it causes issues. Maybe not like issues where they're going to break up, but it's like, it's not, no one goes on tour and it's just smooth sailing while they're on tour. It's always, even if you go with them, it's like you're living on a bus or you're living place to place and it's just not a stable environment. He's home now. Stormy's getting older. She's getting fucking cute. They're ready for baby number two. And I think they are just closer than ever. I don't know. Uh, the, there's a lot of uh, speculation about them getting married, them having another baby. I think they're just in an amazing place. And we're seeing that reflected on social media. And that's why it's so um, like in our in our brains right now or in our, our horizons that there's something bigger is happening. Yeah, no, I agree. Although that's not to say like I would not be shocked in the slightest if tomorrow she got engaged and also said that she was pregnant, like wouldn't shock me in the slightest. No, I'm saying that I think it is happening. Oh, you think that it is? I think it is happening. I I think the reason, the reason we are so aware of, the reason they're more active on social media isn't because their relationships changed. I think it's just they're in a good place. They were always good. I think they're in a really good place now because he's home. But I think that they absolutely could be engaged, but there's also no proof of it? I don't know. Am I making any sense here? No, you're making sense. I mean, yeah. You're just basically saying that they're in a room. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think that they are 100% engaged. Zero part of me would be shocked if she came out with an engagement ring tomorrow. Yeah, totally. Or if she had been engaged for the past five months and we didn't know about it. Yeah, totally, fully agree. I'm just, I'm curious. I don't know. Also, this is not Kardashian related. I just, it just popped into my head because I was thinking Kylie, then Stas, because Stas is on a trip with um, Victoria, which by the way, Obviously, you guys know Victoria Villarreal. She's Kylie's assistant, but she also travels a lot, like with Kylie's group of friends, separate from Kylie. I'm wondering if Kylie has a fill-in assistant. Then, like, what the deal it's is? Just, it's like a, such a Steph Shep Courtney situation. Yeah. But anyway, um, Stas and Victoria and all of them are in Mykonos right now, and they're with Jackson um, Guthrie. I think that's his name, and he is was Olivia Jade's boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. I think they're kind of back together. That just that was my thought process into telling you that yesterday was Lori Laughlin's birthday, and her daughter Bella posted for her. Olivia Jade commented, "My people heart." And um, today, Olivia Instagrammed for her a day late, and Bella commented, I know that this seems like stupid, but it's the first time any of them have done anything on social media since the scandal broke. Like, they literally broke their silence, and I typically hate that term. But I don't know. That was just kind of a big deal. (laughs) That's like— 
What? It's like a long walk for a short drink of water, whatever that's saying is. Well, I was just explaining how I it got just, there. You really, like, explained your whole thought process. Yeah. You could have easily said, like, oh, this just reminded me. I was thinking that, like, I forgot to mention this. I just wanted no, people, it's fine. I just <laughs> wanted people to understand how everyone is so connected in Hollywood. Like, I could be thinking of Kylie, and that could get me to Olivia Jade without taking any steps away. We should do a webbing thing. Uh, we should post some sort of a webbing. I don't know how, but like webbing showing all the most random people connected in Hollywood and we'll put it on Patreon. Well, we're doing for our um, for our Patreon an episode is the Vlog Squad, like a deep dive into the Vlog Squad and just like explaining who all of them are. And we're learning. Well, I can't say we're learning so much because we haven't done it yet. Our, our intern Lola is doing everything and she's amazing and is having honestly having so much fun with it. Oh my God, right? yeah, she's the best. But all of those individual members and how they're connected to the Kardashians is really interesting. What I was thinking is that we should pick, I'm like on this webbing idea now, we should pick one celebrity to start off with. We put them in the middle of the page and then we just draw all of their connections out and all of those connections out and just see who we can connect in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. That's a really fun high activity. That is a really fun, or sober. But but also high. Yeah, or probably better high, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about in the world of Kardashian? I just can't stop thinking about Stormy patting Travis's back. That was a, that was the cutest thing ever. And then, of course, the whole thing happened. Haley comes that she has baby fever. Then if, we literally posted it with the caption like "tabloids go wild" because we knew we knew the next day it was going to be everywhere. Like Haley Bieber, uh, you know, alludes to a potential pregnancy. I have to say, did you see his Insta story where he walked in and she's in bed with the puppy, Justin? Yeah, Justin. She's in bed with the puppy. And did you hear some sound? Yes, I. And she's like, say hi to daddy, say hi to daddy. And he's like, you just look so beautiful. I just love you so much. And he's like, she's like, I love you more. He's like, no, I love you more. Like when she says, say hi to daddy, no. Again? Again, fuck me up. Fuck I know, me up. I know, I know, I know. I know. I I've so never bad. felt tinglier. I literally just like turned around in my chair because I like, I just got red. I know. Oh my God, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, you are a little flushed. I, I know. Because Justin Bieber like holding a bait. I'm going to fucking die. No, I, no, no, I won't be able to handle it. Nope, nope. He's nope. not even in my like top. I just, that's just so hot. He's in my top. He's in your top five. What's hotter? Wait, wait, wait. What's hotter? Don't do it. Justin Bieber holding a kid or Drake holding a kid or Chance dancing with his daughter? Okay. Me and Drake have a little beef right now because of his whole Chris Brown thing. Yeah. I'm not happy with him. So I'm going to exclude him from this. Although, yeah, obviously that's like the hottest one of the three. <laughs> um so I have to see Bieber with a kid. I, I think know. it would be hotter. I think I, so, too. I think it would be hotter. I think there's so, just, too. There's a teen, there's a full teen fantasy, every aspect of it that goes into it. My just literal like, body has, like, tingles. I don't know what's going on right now. Yeah, that's so hot. You're so right. Uh-huh. Well. <laughs> well, time to go home. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, is there anything else? No, that's it. Okay. This is a fun episode. I had the best, had the time. best time. I obviously had the best time. Um... What I I did have other things to say, but I'll, oh, I just wanted to make it like a general announcement that I there's so many emails that I have to get back to. I'm sorry, we've just gotten literally thousands. I'm trying to answer like the long ones, and if I told you I was gonna and I didn't yet, I did not forget about it. I promise. And Julie knows I chip away at them every day. It's just there's so many, right? Yep. Okay, remember, please, please, please rate us five stars and leave a review if you feel so inclined. We really appreciate it, and um, we will see you guys next week. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. 
And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.